pull up a bar stool. Oh man. So I'm going to get into this a little bit more here in a minute, but this is a little bit of a fly on my, on my seat of my pants type episode. Uh, I've got a beer here. Night before, I'm about to take a flight out to New York. We'll get into the details there in a second, but I've got so much good stuff to tell you about today that I had to record another episode of the Pubcast. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, you know, I'll get into a little bit more about what I'm going to be doing in New York. Really cool stuff going on there. Um, some of the biggest news that just, just came out, and this is uh, Monday night for me right now, the link uh, Facebook algorithm change. Huge stuff. All right, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how I spent about $200 in one day to reach about 10,000 people and why I'm okay with that. In fact, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, we're going to get into that. And we're going to talk about autoplay video. I think that's coming. It's coming very soon. And I've taken a complete 180 there. We're going to get into why. And if we got time, one of my new favorite topics, FBX, in a feature I guarantee you have not tried yourself. All right? So pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. Yeah, this week, no guests, just you and me because, man, I just got done packing my suitcase. Um, I've been trying to get as much done as humanly possible today before I catch my flight. I got to got to leave uh, at least my house 6:30 in the morning tomorrow which is 8 hours from now freaking me out a little bit um so I wanted to record this though before I take off and send it to my main man Dan Jost who edits these things every week the guy's a stud so why am I going to New York it's the Media Bistro Inside Social Media Marketing Conference um I think last year it was just the allfacebook.com Facebook marketing conference or something like that. I don't know. But I was on it last year. I went last year as well. Um, I was a guest of our dear friends from Post Rocket, which unfortunately no longer exists. Uh, but I was on a panel last year. I'm on a panel again this year. And um, it, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I have some good friends are going to be there. Um, the panel I'm going to be on is social media metrics. What does it all mean? Already sounds like something I'm gonna love, right? So it's uh the description is fans, people talking about this, retweets, last click at your uh, attributed sales or whatever magic metric. What's right for your business? And this session session will cut through the noise so you can spend less time on tools and endless Excel PowerPoint grunt work and more time aligning your business goals with your social metrics. So the people I'm gonna be on this panel with include Heather Dobson from Infusionsoft. Emmerich or no, my friend from Agora Pulse. I'm sure he's going to have tons of good data. Alan Wasteman from GoDaddy. And Alan Connect from Always Media Inc., Digital Always Media Inc. And the moderator is going to be my, my friend Dennis Yu. The dude is an absolute Facebook ads whiz. He intimidates me a little bit when we talk about Facebook ads because I say it over and over. If there's a guy who knows more about Facebook ads than me, it's def- oh jeez, I know this guy does. Uh, he has way more scale than I do, and he really digs in and 
he's over my head sometimes, but he's awesome. And, um, but anyway, so this panel is different than last year. Last year was a little bit more of like, you show up and you answer some questions. And I thought that's what it was going to be this year. And then Dennis is like, so I'll make sure you send me some data or some, some, uh, some some slides and I'm like oh all this preparation I'm not used to that for a panel but uh, so my focus and I, I feel like I have a kind of a different perspective than most people on this panel because the rest of them are going to have some really big data which kind of makes me a little nervous I'm I'm more a small sample size guy um, but it's going to be based mainly off of three different articles I've written so because Dennis really wants to focus on um, on the data and move away from generalities right. So I was like, yeah, I could do that. I've written a few posts lately, you know, first of all about measuring ROI, right? Um, how I got 35 times ROI during a month when I launched uh, my, my Power Editor program and how I did it and all the data associated with it. So that's one of the things I was going to talk about. Another is, you know, we'll see if we have time. It's 45 minutes and all these people on the panel. Um, the imp- importance of conversion tracking, you know, I'm going to go through how, you know, uh, uh, when I was managing uh, a client's ads, how the CPM and click-through rate and cost per click and all these things, the number of clicks could be really, really distracting from what actually matters because that stuff was not indicative of the cost per conversion. So how important that is, I'll get into that hopefully. And finally, talk about how you may be neglecting some very uh, important opportunities on the sidebar. If you're focused like everybody else running towards mobile and newsfeed, you may, you may be missing out. So that's what we're going to be talking about. All right, so that's New York. That's eight hours from now. I'm going to be heading out with my wife. First time that she goes on a trip with me. It'll be kind of fun. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know call it a vacation, but we're hoping to, to relax a little bit. Kids will uh, be here with, the, with their grandpa and... Um, it's gonna be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. So today, you know, normally I'm gonna ask you what do you what are you drinking? Tell me, what are you drinking? I'm working on a Sam Adams winter lager. It's uh gonna be feeling like winter the next few days. So I feel like this was appropriate. So raise a glass. Cheers. Alright, so I'm gonna go out of order here a little bit from what I had planned because as we're talking about ROI, I've gotta talk about this little I say experiment. That I ran today. Now, I'm not necessarily proud of the fact that I like to do some things kind of spur of the moment sometimes. But at the same time, I love to experiment. And I think it's okay. And I'm not going to feel bad, feel bad about it. So, heading up until, until keep in mind, today's Monday. So, a uh, little reminder, it's Cyber Monday. And heading up today, I had really no plans whatsoever of doing anything for Cyber Monday. I mean... I just raised the price on my one-on-ones. That seemed kind of ridiculous to say, hey, get it for uh, you know the regular price again for $149. No, I'm not going to do that. And um, my insights course was already a half off um, as a pr- on prepay. I'm not going to lower that price even more. And the power editor course keeps on selling, so why lower the price? But um, I decided, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to go ahead and lower the price on, on the insides course half off. But huge caveat here. I was only going to do it as a part of online Facebook offers, which are still available, but I didn't even realize it until a few weeks ago. Um, they're available through 
uh, first of all, within self-serve ad tool and also within power editor, if you do the, um, do an unpublished post, but the online offers are not available if you just do it from your page itself. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's all set up to redeem in store. So I hadn't done online offers in a long time. Um, and quite frankly, the last time I used them for me, uh, it was just as not a good indicator of whether or not it could be successful because I didn't even have a product yet. Um, and I may have tried it when I first tried my, my first, you know, attempt at a product, I'll say that did okay, but it wasn't scalable and I wasn't going to get a whole bunch of sales and I didn't have that big of an audience. So I was like, I want to try it again. So, so I did it and I launched it at, I mean, it was like, it was like noon. It was like, it only ran for, and it's still running right now. Um, so it's like 10 hours later, um, it's been running. And so what I did is, you know, I went through, created my own image, 1.91 to one aspect ratio. Make sure you do that. Make sure it satisfies the 20% rule, all that. I did that. Um, I created two separate campaigns. Okay, here's my strategy. It's, listen, listen, I, th I think this is important because a lot of people miss what's the strategy behind this. So first of all, I made sure to create a completely updated uh, custom audience of people who have bought the course already. I did not want to waste my money on them. Okay, so I quickly threw that together um, and I'm going to exclude them and all the ads I create. Okay, second, I created two campaigns. One campaign that was targeted at fans uh, in one ad, and then people on my email list in the second ad. Again, people who haven't bought my course. Okay, and then the other campaign was targeting non-fans, and um, I've talked before about how I target non-fans. And I'm, I, I, well, in the show notes, we'll we'll give you a, a list of everything I do. But there are essentially five different ads I create with a different targeting group. It goes from extremely broad, like millions and millions to um, something much more precise. Um, but I do that because of variations in cost uh, in the cost of that. So um, so anyway, that's what I did. But I went in knowing, and I've talked about this before, how you should spend most of your time building up your relevant audience because when it's time to sell something, those are the people who are going to buy. And man, oh man, was that proven again today. So I started with just a $30 budget on the non-fans, $70 budget on my fans. I was like, eh, I'll, just, I'll just roll with that. We'll see what happens. And you know what happened? It was selling. And, and, and the thing, here's the thing. Since I was only doing it through the Facebook offer, um, here's, a, here's a, and I also use conversion tracking. Here's a case where I could confirm 100% that the sales I was getting were as a result of this offer, either directly or indirectly. You know, it could have been people sharing my link uh, to, to this deal, but this was a deal that wasn't available anywhere else. Okay, so keep that in mind. Because some of these numbers didn't, or so far, don't exactly match up. Um, but I know, without a shadow of a doubt, how many sales have so far resulted uh, from this offer. Okay, so in the beginning, you know, it, it was kind of interesting. It's like, you know, cost per um, uh, offer claim was like 50 cents, even less than that, depending on who was being targeted. And um, I, was, I was starting to get some sales. Well, what do you know? I'd, I'd burned through about $23, I think, of the non-fan budget, not a single sale. I had initially just stopped that campaign. Then I said, you know, I forget it. I'll just run through the 30, uh, $30 because I feel like that also 
it has a purpose, okay? Because um, one thing I noticed was that this offer reached like 80,000 people last I checked. And the reason for that was the non-fans. So I think that's good for buzz. I, uh, it's, it's indirect, um, but I think it's good for buzz. And um, so and since, you know, $30, I wasn't going to cry over it, okay? So that was non-fans. But it, it again, kind of <laughs> validated what I've always thought is it's hard to sell to non-fans. And it's also a point that's important here is that understand I didn't create a whole new landing page for this, okay? It directed, um, hindsight, this kind of poorly put together, it, it sent them directly to uh, the checkout page with the half-off special, okay? So this makes it even clearer why it wouldn't work for non-fans because if they had never heard of me before, weren't familiar with this um, uh, with this program, they're like, what the heck is this? And just, they, they didn't buy. Um, that said, I've had like 200-some claims, okay? So all this stuff, keep in mind. And, um, and to add to this as well, uh, it ends at midnight tonight, so about an hour and a half. But I allow for redemption for another 24 hours after that. So I left that coupon code open through uh, midnight of Wednesday. I guess that'd be Wednesday morning, right? Because uh, I, I don't want to cut people off uh, who claim it now and don't get it in time. And there's going to be a reminder sent at 10 a.m. So I, I know I'm leaving out a lot of details you want to hear, so I'm going to get there. Um, so what have I gotten so far? So... Here's the funny thing, uh, you know, and I've seen it over and over again. Mobile was a waste of money, so I stopped hitting mobile. CPM was huge. I got one sale via mobile, which actually was kind of a surprise. Um, but I, I stopped everything that's mobile, which is kind of fun, like being able to do this on the fly, like with kind of a higher budget. On, like I don't think I've ever spent for myself uh, uh, this much in one day on my own Facebook ads, right? Uh, just for clients. So it was kind of fun. But I did it, so I upped the budget when I kept getting sales. And um, like I said, it's like 10.30 right now my time with an hour and a half left. Uh, so it's been running for only about 10 hours. And I've gotten, last I checked, 20 sales. So, and this is half off is $73.50. So if you do the math here, um, I'm going to end up spending somewhere around $230.00. And 200 of that was to fans only. And I'm going to reach only 10,000 of those people who are fans only. That sounds ridiculous, right? If you were to tell somebody that you spent $200 to reach 10,000 people in a day for a Facebook offer that was claimed about 100 times by those fans, they would think you're crazy until you get to the redemptions. And so far, it's been redeemed 20 times. Okay, so again, I can absolutely without a shadow of a doubt verify that. So we're talking about um, over a thousand dollars already that has been redeemed as a result of spending two hundred dollars. So if you just want to talk about the fans, we're talking about I think at, at this moment, I believe I'm at a six to one, maybe it's a seven to one ROI. Okay, so we're not talking 35 times ROI like I did you know a few months ago. But the point, the point is pretty simple. Um, this is really exciting to me for so many reasons. It's scaled. That's the biggest thing for me. Like when it was 
started out slow and I was getting sales. I was like, all right, I'm going to up the budget. And I kept getting sales at the same rate. The claims, offer claims didn't necessarily come at the same rate, but the sales did. Second is, that's what makes the fact that I built this audience to now, I don't know, 27, 28,000 people of fans so important. So when it's time to sell, they are there. And I'm not limited to like just a few thousand people. So, so much validation here. Um, but a crazy little experiment. And um, it's one of those where I'm, I, it's so nice now to feel, have this confidence that it's working and it's going to continue to working. So I'll keep spending the money because I'm just going to make the money back and then some. Um, so that's my experiment today with um, online offers. And highly advise that you, you test these out if you haven't already. Target those fans. Maybe experiment with non-fans, see what you can get. But um, there's still money in my friend. There's still money. All right? Raise a glass. Cheers. Okay. So some other news came across my desk today where I looked at it like, whoa. This is big stuff, man. Um, uh, first of all, it came from Facebook on their, I think, Facebook for Business page or Newsroom. I think mean, it was Newsroom newsroom page. If you don't follow that blog, make sure you do. That's where all the big news mm-hmm. comes from. Oh, there's another sale. Did you hear that buzz? <laughs> um, that's where all the big news comes from Facebook. And um, the, the news is another algorithm change. And of course, the first thing people think is, oh, got to keep up with algorithm. First of all, I, I don't think that. I don't worry about the algorithm. I do not. I just try to produce the best content I possibly can so it doesn't stress me out. That said, it's so nice when what you do without trying to manipulate anything turns out the the planets all align for you. And that is what apparently is happening here. Okay, so Facebook starts with this announcement that, hey, traffic to media sites is up 170% year over year, and um, what we're seeing is that people like links from their friends and important important news stories, and they don't want to make sure they don't miss them, okay? And, and let me let me clo- quote exactly what they say here from, the, from that uh, announcement. Okay, so first of all, they announced that they're updating the algorithm, and it's going to favor links, at least more now than they did before. And here's what they said. Why are we doing this? Our surveys show that, on average, people prefer links to high-quality articles about current events, their favorite sports teams, or shared interests to the latest meme. Starting soon, we'll be doing a better job of distinguishing between a high-quality article on a website versus a meme photo hosted somewhere other than Facebook when people click on those stories on mobile. This means the high-quality articles you or others read may show up a bit more prominently in your newsfeed, and meme photos may show up a bit less prominently. Yes, thank you. Um, Facebook's been hinting at punishing memes for quite some time, and personally I say thank you for that because um, it's in most cases what people are doing with memes is trying to game the system. So whenever you're trying to game the system with a crappy meme, come on. You don't have to put in any work sharing something that 100,000 people have shared. Or sharing, it's, there's not a lot of creativity in most of these things. 
But with a link, especially your own link, you put a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears writing an article to help somebody and to drive them to that link. And it's gotten a lot of shares. It's gotten a lot of comments. It's And Facebook can track how many shares it gets, by the way, of course. So they know when it's popular, they're going to start bumping that up. That's awesome. And as somebody who relies on Facebook, on traffic um, generally, and to a lesser extent, traffic from Facebook, really important. I'm so psyched about this. Um, now, it does sound like it's going to be focused on uh, mobile, but um, or at least more on mobile. But you got to think that in general, they're going to be looking at desktop as well. Because what Facebook wants to do is become that destination for getting your latest news. And they haven't been. You know, they haven't been. So um, they, they also mentioned that this is going to include an update to the to story bumping. So um, an example would be there's a, an article that maybe was came out yesterday um, that is very popular, and your friend commented on um, the link that was shared wherever that came from, bump to the top for you to see, and maybe you see comments from very from various few friends, but attached to different. Um, sources of people sharing that same article all lumped together it's kind of the way I envision it and um, this is big man if you if your goals to drive traffic if you get pretty good traffic already you should be applauding standing up right now bowing <laughs> thanking Facebook because this is great and um, this also you know for those of you who have ignored this ridiculousness of I've got to use a photo and put my link above it in the description because it gets more engagement that way. Or I've got to do it as a, a text update and put a link in there without any kind of image whatsoever um, because it gets more reach. Um, no, don't do that garbage. Uh, first, The way Facebook wanted you to do it all along was as a regular link share. Okay, that's how the whole thing can be tracked. They can't really track um, everything without sharing it the way it was intended. All right, so this is awesome news. I hope you see how big this is as well. Um, we'll see, you know, what the impact is, but I'm going to start looking at my numbers really closely to see uh, do, is my referral traffic from Facebook going up, not just from my own Facebook page, but across the board. So, Something to look at. I mean, this is something that deserves a drink. Cheers. All right, so a couple last-minute subjects here I want to cover before we go. Um, first of all, autoplay video. You're like, why are you talking about autoplay video, John? This is an old topic. Um, yeah, it's still not. Uh, Facebook has, has announced that we can't expect autoplay video ads in 2013, but you know, it'll happen in 2014. Um, but I also read uh, an interview by Inside Facebook's Justin Lafferty with James Borrow, uh, CEO of CEO of Facebook Strategy, a strategic preferred marketing developer. Shift. He's actually going to be at this conference. He's going to be at New York. Um, and he said something that struck a chord with me. Is like, yes, I agree with that one hundred percent. All right. So here was the question from Justin. He said, "I know the big thing with video is autoplay video." Facebook has kept pushing back, pushing back, pushing back. It's assumed that we're going to see this at some point in 2014, 
What kind of effect do you think this will have both on the user experience and for advertisers? All right, so this is what our friend James Burrow had to say. He says, I don't think it will be autoplay in the sense of being a bad experience. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be more like scrolling through Vine or Instagram. Key point there. Your feed is going to become alive based on what you've interacted with. I think it's going to be awesome. I don't, yeah. Anyone who says that is on my radar. And it's not going to be just for ads. Similar to Vine, as you scroll through, the news feed will come alive. It's like the newspaper and the Harry Potter movies. I think from a user standpoint, it's going to be great. And then from an advertiser standpoint, it's going to lead to incredible profit. He is 100% correct, in my opinion. This is all just prognostication at this point, right? But keep in mind, and Justin is a guy from inside Facebook who was all Facebook a year ago. He had interviewed me or he had asked me for my opinion when almost a year ago now, Facebook first talked about launching autoplay video ads. And I thought it was insanely stupid, okay? Because I couldn't visualize how it would work. I just thought of these horrible websites that when you go to them, they start playing video and you're like, Where, where's that video coming from? Because you have all these tabs open and they're like driving you crazy and it takes over your screen. That's why I envisioned this being. But that's not it at all. Okay. And so I think that Facebook was absolutely brilliant for delaying this because we got warmed up unknowingly to accept it. Okay. Because we're making a big deal, these autoplay video ads, but it's nothing. Are you on Vine? That's autoplay video ad, video every day. Not ads, video every day. Um, and you, it's a really good experience. Are you on Instagram? Instagram video, audio, autoplay, really, really well done. Very awesome. Have you been using your Facebook app on your phone? When your friends post a video on Facebook, a Facebook video, that's autoplay. Very well done. I got to tell you, ever since Facebook rolled that out, I'm so much more likely to click on a video from a friend. If you're not familiar with this, make sure you check out my blog post on it. There's a quick uh, kind of a screen share video of, of it happening. But basically, when you get to a video, it'll start playing. But it's just like any other post. and You can scroll past it. And there's no audio until you click on it. And then it opens up the viewer to play it. So that um, otherwise, when you look at a video and it's just the you know, a thumbnail. You can't tell how interesting it is. But if you're scrolling through your, your news feed, you kind of see what's happening. You're like, ah, that's kind of interesting. And it draws you in. It's going to be awesome. And this is what people don't understand. So right now, it's users who have that access. Soon, brands will have it too. All the autoplay video ads will be is turning that organic post into an ad. That's all it is. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's not crazy. It's video that should be very uh, inviting, get a ton of clicks, a lot of watches, and um, people who turn, on, turn to ads are going to reach more people with it. Now, could some of it be spammy? Oh, yeah. Because some of it's crap, just, just like all the other garbage I get in my news feed some days. Because people don't know what the hell they're doing, right? But that has nothing to do with it being autoplay video. It doesn't make it any worse because it's autoplay video. And again, you're not hearing this person's voice pitching their crappy product while you're trying to scroll through your newsfeed. It's just 
you just see the video moving, just moving pictures. That's it. As you scroll by, when you get past it, you'll see something else. So I think we're making way too big of a deal of it. I did. Um, what's funny, when you look back at my, my, um, my comments, though, as well, uh, one thing I said was, first of all, there's still so much we don't know about this, which was absolutely true. Um, so I'm glad I said that. But also, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up getting delayed because of the pushback. And that's what happened. And Facebook, not in typical Facebook, Facebook style, delayed it instead of pushing through and just saying, ah, we know better than you do, which in most cases, Facebook does. But they were right because we could be warmed up to all these, to Vine and to Instagram video and to user video, realize this is kind of cool before it gets rolled out. So the, the summation of all of this, I agree with Mr. Burrow here. This is going to be huge for brands. I think uh, anyone who has any video abilities whatsoever, they can uh, get some great interaction from this. And um, I'm looking forward to it. And look, ads aside, this is, we, we, we focus on the ads part of this. It's not even about ads. Just like he was saying, it's not about ads. It's about the video. To have autoplay videos show up. Um, if you're a brand, it's going to be a, a really powerful way to reach people. So, cheers to that. Cheers. So, yeah, you're going to love it. I guarantee you. I know you're skeptical. I know you're skeptical. I was. I did a 180. You can do it, too. Just wait. And I, I encourage you, if you have an iPhone, I'm not sure if it's on Android. I think it is. Check it out. Check it out when you see videos from your friends. It's really well done. I think you'll like it. All right. So, shifting gears to um, another topic that I wrote about right before I left. Uh, right before I'm leaving, I just published this thing, and um, I want to I want to start writing a lot more about FBX because this is one of those like uh, those those different worlds that no one really completely understands because you can't create these ads within self serve mm-hmm. ad tool, you can't create them within um, within Power Editor even my friend Power Editor, um, you got to do it with the, with a third party approved by Facebook so. Um, a feature that I discovered recently, I don't know what took me so long to find it, was, and this is within Perfect Audience, all right? So first of all, you've got to use Perfect Audience for it. Um, if you haven't used Perfect Audience before, make sure you check my show notes because I've got an affiliate link in there that'll give you $70, $70 of free FBX ads to get started and just try it out, okay? So you've got to use them to create these ads. And FBX in general is uh, website retargeting on Facebook. So people who have visited your website, you can then reach them on Facebook with a Facebook ad. That's awesome, right? Because up until now, you've been able to reach Facebook fans. You've been able to strategically uh, reach non-fans of certain interests. You can reach people based on, who are uh, on your email list. But visitors to your website, that's pretty awesome, okay? So that's what FBX is, and that's what everyone thinks about when it's FBX. But there's another little feature available within Perfect Audience that could be available within other tools as well. I'm not sure. Um, it's not an ad rule as far as I can tell. That allows you to target users who have opened an email from you. Okay? So let's separate this from uh, custom audiences. Custom audiences, you've got an email list. You put in a CSV file, you upload it into Power Editor or self-serve ad tool, 
Facebook matches those people up as many as they can, probably half or so with actual Facebook users, so that you can then target them regardless of whether they're fans or not. That's custom audiences. One of the problems with custom audiences is it's not dynamic. So like for me today, um, I wanted to exclude certain people um, in my targeting who have purchased my product before. I had to create up, update that list, right? Because it's not dynamic. Well, here's, here's the deal with this. Um, you can target people who have opened an email. It could be opened a specific email, opened any of your emails, what, however you want to do it. But this can be pretty powerful because you avoid then the people who are on your email list to ignore all of your stuff. You don't waste your money on them. You want to target those people who have opened your email and expressed some sort of interest in whatever it is that appeared in your subject line. So don't, you know, don't do anything that's uh, like, I say clickbait, whatever it is. We try to open, what, open bait? I don't know. Um, you don't want to do anything like that because you want it to be sincere that they're opening because whatever's in that subject line interests them, right? So you can now target those specific people who maybe didn't follow through and purchase, but they're warm. These are warm leads, okay? So um, you do this with a pixel, right? Perfect Audience gives you this little pixel that you put within an HTML template of, of, your, of your email template. So you can either do it within one email. You know, that would be if you have probably a bigger email list. Multiple emails, all your emails, however you want to do it. But this basically separates... Uh, um, the, the cream from, uh, I guess the not so creamy, right? <laughs> the, the people who really have some sort of loyalty to you and a lot of interest in your content. So those are the people you want to reach with FBX. So that's, that's what it is. And it's, it's, you know, I, I, I haven't used it much at all. Really. All I've done is create uh, my own list, but I just think it's really powerful and pretty cool. And I'm definitely going to be trying it out. And I encourage you to do it yourself as well. Use that $70 of free FBX experiment. Let me know what kind of uh, impact you see. I've already, I did, however, um, so I created a, a pixel and I embedded it in the email yesterday. We'll see where that goes. Last call. All right, so I've asked our bartender for the tab. Dude, I'm kind of short today. Can you help me out? Ah, I'm just kidding. I, I got you again today. So thank you so much for listening in this week. I know it was kind of like flying all over the place with different topics and my only one voice. I didn't have a guest, but I had a lot of fun. I hope you did too. Make sure you check the show notes. So my blog post on this um, and the show notes wherever you're listening because you want to get that, uh, that affiliate link for Perfect Audience to get that $70 of free ads and a whole bunch of stuff I referred to today that you're going to want to check out as well. So, did you have fun? I did. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. <laughs>